Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, everyone. This is Janie with the Pet Biz Hive podcast, and I have a special guest this week. Of course, this has been our fun month of talking to all of the amazing educators, coaches, and just people who have a lot to bring all of us in the industry uh, for pet industry, in-home, and of course, uh, boarding and daycare and retail, as we heard from Candace last week. So this week, we are going across the pond, and I have Dom Hodgson here with me, the pet biz whiz. I am super excited that he could join me today. We are going to have a blast of a conversation. He has got a lot to bring. So welcome, Dom. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me onto the show. It's a real honor and a pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, I know this is the first time we've had the chance to talk to each other, you know, sit across the digital table. And, uh, you know, I've got my coffee. Um, of course, it's nine o'clock here. It's what, three o'clock there? Three o'clock here. So I have a cup of English tea. Oh, I've never had proper English tea. So <laughs> I've never traveled. Uh, it's terrible. Um, eventually, I will. I will make a plan to come to Sunderland, even though that I don't know where that is. That would be yes. excellent. I don't even know where that is, but <laughs> that's terrible. I am so isolated. You know, you could say it's, uh, gee, I'm from Missouri, um, <laughs> born, raised, and have not left yet. You know, we, we got we to gotta have you uh, expand my horizons a little bit, right? <laughs> happy to, happy to. There you go. Awesome. So um, tell me a little bit about your history. I know a lot of people have heard your amazing podcast and have heard you on some other podcasts, but, you know, kind of fill me in a little bit on how you have, have gotten to this point. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'll give you a really quick um, run through the, through the ages, really. Uh, I left school <laughs> with a, a deep passion to to be in the theatre, to work in the theatre, actually. I was into singing and dancing and all this kind of Ooh, thing. Are yeah, you a triple threat? threat? Pardon? Are you a triple threat? Well, I am, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Triple threat. You know me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sweet. actor, singer, dancer. Yeah, all of it. Stage hand too, quadruple threat. Um. <laughs> oh, man, we got to get together on that. We'll get a little act going. <laughs> yeah, we could do some after show, after conference entertainment, maybe. Um, yeah, so so that was kind of my passion from when I was about 10 years old, really. And then um, I so I left school at 16, went to like performers college and um, learned about the technical aspects of all this kind of thing. Uh, tried my hand at uh, I did some I did a lot of singing locally. I was in a few shows locally, pantomime, stuff like that. Um, and then we. Uh, me and Beth, who you've conversed with a lot, as you know, Beth is my wife and operations manager here. Um, yeah, we, we fell pregnant. We fell pregnant at a very young age. Oh. And so, um, yeah, so Alex came along and, and I needed to kind of grow up a bit. I needed to get what your parents would call a proper job, you know? Oh, so yeah. I, uh, I, I ended up, a friend of mine worked in sales for a FTSE 100 company and she kind of put my name forward 
to do a bit of helping out with that. And so I did that for a while and I quite liked it and I was quite good at it, selling. And so then I, I got the opportunity to join um, Imperial Tobacco uh, full time, which I did. I took that role and I loved it. Brilliant job. Um, you know, bonuses, company car, all a bit, regular wage. I was like, you know, it was uh, it was totally, I'd, I'd never experienced anything like it. However, did that for about 10 years and I kind of didn't really like the idea of doing it for another 30. So I left that and my only other passions at the time were, I knew I wanted to work outdoors and I we had recently adopted a dog to Bordeaux called um, Barry who, um, because he was a rescue, we needed a bit of work. And I had to kind of, had a bit of a passing interest in dog training. And I was helping out at my local rescue center as well. And I was kind of running with the dogs there to, you know, wear them out quickly because we were trying to get these dogs walked in a certain amount of time. And that was where the idea came really for my first business, Pack Leader Dog Adventures, the UK's first dog adventure company. And uh, and yeah, and so that's what I did. That's, I just, I followed my passion and I started a premium um, dog walking business in uh, late 2011 uh yeah and that was kind of my introduction to the business really so how old were your kids then so the kids were um alex would have been uh he would have been maybe he's about 15 maybe he's 14 15 and toby would have been about eight okay and beth was still teaching then so beth was still teaching at the time yeah so she has she went to uni and then she got a teaching job and she kind of worked her way up. Very, uh, very talented, very conscientious teacher. She doesn't like to blow her own trumpet at all, but, uh, um, you know, very, um, very hardworking, very diligent. And she kind of worked her way up to a, a deputy head position. She was in charge of a whole team. Um, yeah. And then um, sort of fast forward ever so slightly. She, in, uh, just before the pandemic came along, <laughs> uh, we took the decision for her to leave that job because it again it was getting a bit stressful she'd done it for 20 odd years um and yeah and so we did that we said you know we can do this it's going to be fine money's not going to be a problem you know we've got rid of all of our debts and everything you know we're comfortable we're safe and so she uh she handed a notice in and she started working for the business in uh february and then the pandemic came along in march <laughs> but isn't it amazing jenny you you'll know because you speak to lots of people you know how many people like they just take this big life-changing decision and then like the pandemic came along you know? I know but, there have been yeah. a lot that I have talked to mm, mm, so, yeah so. um yeah so I you know I mean there are several things of what you've said that I have to recognize like number one um that Beth was able to take that leap with you I know how big of a decision that was, you know, of course, yeah, that's why I asked how old your kids were. Hmm. So many of us that are in the industry, we have kids, um, you know, of course there's, it's still predominantly female business owner dominated in, you know, the in-home end of it. And, and it's tough um, making those decisions with kids. I mean, you took the big leap to go straight into it with her support. So I like Absolutely, to always, yeah recognize when we've got the people behind us that are pushing us forward and I mean, wouldn't it, you know and wouldn't have been able to do that without support. you know i mean we'd we'd like we've been pretty careful with money you know we'd, we'd paid our mortgage off and then we moved and we had a bigger mortgage but anyway it was like we were in a pretty comfortable but it was still 
I think not just giving me the support, but like the time as well, you know, to grow it because it doesn't happen overnight, you know, and you need, uh, you need to be, everyone needs to be aware of that. You know, when you're starting something new, even if you've got a business mentor or you've read all the books, it takes a little bit of time, doesn't it? You know, to, yeah. to build a business to a certain level. So yeah, she was super supportive to that. So for me to be able to um, bring her into the business and, free her of all that kind of uh the, you know the stress it is a very stressful job you know teaching um and the homework and the marking and all this kind of thing and the tests and you know uh for her to be able to, i mean she, you know don't get me wrong she probably finds it quite stressful working for me at times you should interview <laughs> her, Jenny. you should get the real truth behind what goes on here i know um, get beth on here <laughs> <laughs> she's genuinely out at the moment i'm not making excuses <laughs> I should have made arrangements to have her there with you, right? <laughs> yeah, but no, if so for me to be able to do that, you know, it was kind of repaying her for the the faith that she showed in me when I started started the business. Yeah, I mean that's, you know, that's a big step back there, you know, when you first jumped in in, in 2011 to to have that that dream and have her support you in that dream because I, you know, we all know we just work too damn much whenever we get these things started because you know it's it's an evening thing it's a morning thing it's doing stuff during the day it, you know it completely changes normal family function so totally yeah. agree with that so that's that's amazing that's really cool so your kids are how old now so alex is uh 26 and toby is 18 that's amazing wow you're almost an empty nester or are you yeah, I mean, Alex has—he has literally just moved out recently. With his, um, got a place with his girlfriend. Um, Toby, that's quite interesting, actually. Toby, Toby got a place in university down in Huddersfield, about an hour away, an hour and a half away, and uh, he started the degree in film. He, he used, was in music, into music his whole life, and then he was—he wanted to do film, so he went and did a film. Did two weeks there, hated it. Oh no! Hated, hated the course and everything. I don't know. If he, I think he hated being away from home too. Um, so anyway, he's back now. So he's back home. He's been home for a couple of months doing music uh, at Sunderland Uni and like loving his life. Um, yeah. So we've um, we've gone from like having both kids to like no kids to one kid to another kid. Well, yeah. yeah. It's an yeah, open so house. It's a boomerang thing. Well, you know, <laughs> it's creating that safe space that they're always comfortable coming back to. Yeah, but they true. understand it's that they are not cool. allowed to live in your basement until they're 30, right? That's, <laughs> that's where we are. I got I have a 21 year old that that boomeranged back for a while. So yeah, so I get it. I get it. But you know, it's a safe, comfortable place until you can push them out of the nest. <laughs> Everybody has a different, you know, completely different pathway. So sometimes it takes them a while to find it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it did for me as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I didn't end up where I thought I was going to either. So, you know, I, I had big plans and, you know, life happens. So <laughs> sometimes we, you know, we, we grow up a little bit along the way and find our path. <laughs> mm, sure. So, I mean, of course, in that amount of time, you, you know, you were working, of course, with the Pack Leader Adventures and you started writing books. What was the transition that you had from like, I'm doing the work to now I have it in me to teach others yeah it was really interesting it was a bit of a it was it was a bit of a low point actually in my business journey because I, I started an online store I wanted to do something um that wouldn't require me well what I thought wouldn't require me to be as uh, invested time-wise in the business and I started an online store pack leader dog adventure store um with a business partner with a, a girl who worked for me at the time and so we did this together 
it was a, that was a disastrous move um, on both our parts. Um, I ended up, uh, we lost that store. I lost the, the partnership. I lost a friend and a, and a worker, everything kind of, um, it was a real, real, real low point. You know, it was something I should never have gone into, but we did and fault on both sides without a doubt. Um, anyway, instead of, instead of kind of saying, okay, that's that, I've done that now and it didn't work. My, my reaction at the time was like, uh, well, you know, I didn't work with you, but I'm going to do it on my own. So I plowed a ton more money into this online store venture. Double down. Um, hmm? <laughs> it's double down, right? Double down. Yeah, I tripled down. Honestly, it was, uh, I, you know, I invested and invested and invested and slogged and invested in Google experts and SEO experts and, you know, all these different experts who were supposed to be helping me to get customers. None of them actually did. And, and in the end, it, what really happened in the end was I was just, I was so tired of the whole thing. And I thought, you know what, even if this is like a success, I don't even think I'm going to enjoy it, <laughs> you know, because like, it just wasn't me, you know, it wasn't me. It just, the whole, the whole thing, the whole operation, it just, it drained the life out of me. And I, I really, I, so I put a pin in the store and I kind of said to myself, okay, whatever you do next you need to be, you need to know what you're doing. You need to really know what you're doing, you know, because I'd had success with Pack Leader Dog Adventures, but I kind of thought I could replicate that success everywhere else, mm. but I, I couldn't. I didn't know about a lot of things, you know. I didn't know about a lot of aspects of marketing. So, yeah, went on a real dog, um, ran a real sort of business education, really, you know, and invested in mentors and joined programs and masterminds and learned about email marketing and writing copy and direct response and, you know, all premium, premium pricing and upsells and all these different kind of things. Um, and then that was what kind of uh, then I felt comfortable what I was doing. And so I kind of uh, I, the first book I wrote was a dog training book. And I created an online uh, inner circle on the back of that. So the book was like the front end. And then there was like an inner circle that people would join. This is back in 2015, you know, so people think uh, born online. Early. Yeah, yeah. People think, you know, going online is like a, something new that's just kicked off since the pandemic. But uh, yeah, so we did that and that was great. And then at that time, people were kind of asking me, you know, why are you doing that? You know, why? how did you write a book? You know, because I kind of went from being Dominic Nobody to being, you know, nationally recognized dog trainers talking about me and stuff, you know, because of the fact that I'd written this book. And and it was a good book as well. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um, yeah, but like it just elevated me and I was doing speaking gigs as well. And yeah, just more and more people start asking about the marketing. And I kind of and, and so I started to teach them, you know, I created a program and then I created it in the circle. And then I wrote a business pet business book. And yeah, it just kind of escalated from there, really, you know, the whole thing just and, and I think, yeah, so the store was the big moment where I had that you know, a real road to Damascus, like, okay, I need to get good at this. Whatever I do next, I need to get good at this. And then at some point in the next couple of years, I went from thinking that my mission was to help pet dogs better bond with their owners to kind of falling in love with the marketing aspect of things more really and realizing that my, what my real mission was, was helping pet business owners to better promote their businesses so that they could connect with more dog owners in their town and you know create really impactful profitable businesses so yeah so that's kind of where we're at now and everything that's uh you know my mastermind my coaching programs everything else that's sort of on the back of that it's all to that end really it really um gosh if you kind of look about look at that everything just matches up so well in your history with <laughs> i mean it, 
marketing, um, uh, a lot of marketing is performance. Mm-hmm. You have to admit that. So, yeah. I mean, here you come in with this, this theater background leading into your, your marketing work, sales work in the cigarette mm-hmm. company leading exactly into, right. I mean, everything is mm. just, it, you found like your, your sweet spot. I really which, did. Which, yeah, wasn't as much interacting directly with dogs. It's, it's the people, mm. uh, you know, mm. that's, that's where you are. That's where you're so talented is, is working directly with the people. So sometimes it's amazing when you go back and you think like, yeah, there've been all these screw ups <laughs> along the way, but it's all been for a reason. Yeah, it has. And they're just kind of, they're more kind of course corrections, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they're yeah, more. they really, I mean, whether you call it screw up failure, you know, fail forward, yeah, I mean, whatever, it's, whatever it's, you say. It felt like a screw up at the time, you know, yeah. certainly my online store certainly did. It was a and real now you're thing. like, thank God I'm not doing Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. There was a lot of tears, you know, and at the time, you know, this is why you, you'll deal with this all the time. You know, when we're, when we're mentoring people, we're coaching people and everyone goes through tough times now and again, without a doubt, even if you are, a wanted everything you know everybody has crap happens doesn't it and mm-hmm. so you know we're able to kind of say like hey you know i know it feels bad right now um but really this could be an opportunity you know or this could be an opportunity to build one of my guys just last week very quickly one of the guys is in my mastermind program and he's he's written books he's transformed his daycare he's done a fantastic job um he's had a he's had a poor start to the year you know he's had a couple of staff members leave for like no particular reason just they have and he's uh another couple of things as well and you know when I was we were talking and we gave him a bit of a plan of action but I said hey you know in the past you kind of you haven't been 100% happy with the the makeup of the team and stuff you know so let's look on this as an opportunity to really mold you know the team that you really want now you know because he's a different kind of business owner than he was two or three years ago you know and then and you need a team to kind of support that. So, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it's difficult to find a, a, a silver lining in every cloud, but usually it's there. And like you said, usually it happens for a reason, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we're just kind of here to put the mirror up mm. and, you know, and, and just, you know, kind of let them hear hear themselves in some ways. But, mm. yeah, it, it can be difficult whenever, you know, people have things that are, are crashing down. I just I had one recently, someone who was, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, the whole IC employee thing over here. I don't yeah, know if yeah. the same conversation over there in the UK, but um but yeah, somebody that had made the decision to switch over and then, you know, all of a sudden she's losing staff that didn't want to switch and clients that didn't like that the staff didn't want to switch. And it's like, you know what, you just I've been through it and, you know, that you just have to keep the end zone in mind of, of how much differently things are going to be for your business. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's it's a little challenging when, you know, you you and I, we've been through these little things. And so we know what that other side looks like. And, you know, and it, it's strategically on how you can actually get there. So yeah. that's pretty awesome. It's, it's mm-hmm. always cool to talk to somebody that kind of has that same, same mentality of, of working with people. You know, in my case, yeah. it was, you know, just doing my own business. I mentored locally, but then I've just found that this is such a huge passion. And, you know, once you get in that mental space of creation, um, the bug bites you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, cool. it's, <laughs> it's great working with people. So I love that evolution story. So, so now you have how many books? I want to say eight. Maybe it could be nine, actually. Yeah, I think. I think oh, my, wow. I you nine lost, you've lost track. <laughs> <laughs> now that's bad. 
That's bad. <laughs> now, I had read um, I had read one of your books a couple of years ago. That was my first introduction, of course, to you. And then now you have the Disneyfy Your Pet Business. Is that what it's called? Correct. Yeah. How to Disneyfy Your Pet Business. Yeah. How to Disneyfy Your Pet Business. So, oh, yes. This whenever I first saw that title, I was like, oh, OK, so let's see what he does with this. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that book, you you bring a lot of juicy tidbits into it. I had a lot of fun reading it. So, I mean, of course, your story for those uh, those people that are listening to the podcast that don't really know about the book. So tell us about your whole transition into Disneyfy your pet business. Yeah. So a big part of what I've always um, practiced and, and taught is about aiming to be number one, you know, pick positioning your business as like a number one choice for a certain segment of the market. You know, you can't be number one for everybody, but you want really want to be number one for a certain segment of the market. Ideally the affluent dog owners, you know, the wealthy dog owners. So it's been a huge part of walk yourself. Wealthy was all about that, you know, my dog walkers book. And yeah, it's kind of like a theme really for all of the training that I do is continually reminding people to swim upstream with their marketing and target the more affluent clients who can better afford your services, you know, it's just the safe thing to do. And I think for very quickly for a lot of, a lot of pet business owners, I think that there's entering a bit of a challenging time at the moment because, you know, I, I still firmly believe that the pet business sector is virtually recession proof, um, you know, and we have so many good things going for us. You know, the fact that dog owners will, you know, they'll pay for this and they'll pay for that and they'll pay for their dog to have venison and blueberries and they'll be eating tins of beans on an evening, you know, like they'll, exactly. they'll, they'll sacrifice so much for the, for the health and happiness of their dog. Um, um, but at the same time as that, there's just because of inflation and over here, we've got this cost of living crisis and, um, you know, you guys are facing a lot of staffing challenges and over there, especially, aren't you? You know, it's like there's there's a need to do this now. There's a need to swim more upstream with your marketing and target more affluent clients. Mm -hmm. If you want to maintain and grow your margins, you know, because there's like there's more pressure now. It's not that we're struggling. Uh, you know, forgive me, anybody who's new listen to this, but for anybody who's established, you know, getting clients providing services for them is not a problem but actually make enough money at the end of the day for you the business right. owner you know mm -hmm. it's getting much more, much more difficult so um yeah so so this kind of tied in really nicely with the whole disneyfy idea and as part of my uh, coaching that i do for my inner circle and my private clients i look at what other businesses are doing and i take the lessons from apple and amazon and all these different businesses and pull the stuff out and show them how it can be applicable to your small pet business, you know, or your certainly doesn't matter how big it is. It's not going to be as big as Amazon. Yeah. So, so and one of these businesses that I looked at was Disney, you know, and so we did a whole series of, of trainings last year. Um, pal of mine, Vance Morris came and did a teleclass. We've got an Imagineer, um, Jim Sarno, an actual Imagineer to come and talk to the guys about creativity. And yeah, and so that was kind of, and, and that, last year I attended an event um, over in Orlando as well, an ultimate client experience. And so this all just kind of tied together, all this material. And I thought, you know, this is a waste. For, I'm always telling my guys to like recycle, reuse everything that you do. You know, don't waste anything. Don't create right. something once and then get rid of it. And I had like mountains of stuff. And I was like, hey, you know, this has got to be a book. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how the whole Disneyfy Your Pet Business book um, came about. 
That's pretty amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, as I was going through it, there were certain things that that came out to me because, well, of course, I love all of the Disney references in there. You had to do that. So, mm. um, and uh, actually, on my membership, uh, I give a notebook out in my membership, and I actually have a quote from Walt on the front of it. Cool. It's actually, it's my probably my favorite, I would have to say it's my favorite quote of his. And I didn't know about it until um, the first time I saw Meet the Robinsons. Have you seen mm -hmm. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time it's, ago. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. And then right at the end, just, you know, it goes to the dark screen and it, it has this quote on it. So like, yeah, literally it's on the front of my notebook. Around here, however, we don't look backwards for very long. We keep moving forward, opening up new doors and doing new things because we're curious. And curiosity keeps leading us down new paths. Beautiful. I love that. Mm. I mean, yeah. it was like I watched this really cool movie. And then at the end of that, it's like my heart almost stopped. I'm like, that is just so I love it. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's one of my things that helps me push forward is, you know. Walt's little quote right there yeah, that I yeah. that I latch on to. But yeah, whenever I was place. looking then looking at the book, definitely I I loved that part that you were talking about the magic feather. I I see, and that was even what just the conclusion. It wasn't even yeah, one of the five yeah. things. The five things were amazing, but <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, really, yeah, just that that magic feather of of people just feeling like you know that if only, if only, and you know when they just don't take take action on what they have in front of them, mm. and the levers that they can like pull right now to yeah. make a big change in their business. What was the, what was the, I guess, most fun part? What, what part of the book came out of you just the most naturally? I think, um, I th actually, well, the magic, talking about the magic feather very quickly, that was kind of, that, that original, my magic feather story about Stewie the Pug, you know, that was, that came from, that was in my first book, that was in How to Be a Dog Superhero, you know, so I love sharing I love sharing anything that I have a personal connection to as well, you know? So mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons I think people like my books. Uh, they do pretty well, even if they don't like me so much. <laughs> they, they, the books do pretty well because, I, you know, we, we tell stories, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I tend to it's use relatable. a lot of my own, my own personal stuff mm -hmm. in there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was it, it was really cool to, to, to just to bring all of that, all of my, everything that I love about Disney, everything that's because you have grown up with it and my kids have grown up with it and you know we've been to euro disney and we've been to disney world and it's just like a huge part of been a huge part of our lives really you know growing up and so for me to be able to take these stories and share them um like the the buzz lightyear story you know when so we went to euro disney the first time disneyland paris it's called now sorry and uh alex was a little bit older than toby uh, as, well, as he's always been a bit older than Tony. <laughs> <Always. laughs> <laughs> so me and Alex would go off and do some of the big boy rides and Beth and Toby would go off and do some of the, the kiddie stuff, you know? And so they went off and did Buzz Lightyear's blaster ride. And uh, then they said straight away when we met, they were like, oh, you've got to come on this ride. You've got to come on this ride. But anyway, when when I saw them, Toby had this, this Buzz Lightyear toy. And so they'd done the ride. They really enjoyed the ride. And then they were they were coming out through the store as Disney uh -huh. makes you go through the store, doesn't it? Super smart. And oh, uh, yeah. Toby said, Toby said, I think I'll have a Buzz Lightyear now. 
and like he's not a he's not like a very presumptuous child but he just you know it was okay. like it was like the natural yeah you know we've done the ride let's get the toy and yes sir we, being the suckers that we are beth bought the toys for him you know and yes. then he, he absolutely treasured it um but yeah but the things like that are like you know when when someone's had a great experience with you with your pet business you know they they're hot you know they're hot they're excited mm -hmm. they're satisfied and they would they will quite happily buy more you know they'll take more stuff from you to prolong that experience they've gone through that no like trust process you know you've done all the hard work they're a client now you know what else are you going to sell them and like what you just mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of pet business owners out there, they're just not pulling any of these levers that are, that are there sitting and waiting almost with a big sign above them saying, pull me, you know, because this is easy money in people's businesses, selling more to your existing clients, you know, coming right. up with an all singing, all dancing version of whatever it is that you offer, your walk, your training session, your groom, you know, your... Uh, your, your retail experience, whatever it is, you know, there's, this is like the easy hidden money in, in everyone's pet business, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed about you very early on is your effective use of email marketing. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. But if, you <laughs> if you haven't listened to any of my other interviews, uh, yeah, I chase squirrels a lot, but you know, I mean, I think it's important to make mention of you keep me on my toes. I like it. Yeah. Your use of email marketing. You are a prolific emailer, I would have to say. Hmm. Um, is it once a day? Yeah, at least once a day. Unless I'm selling <laughs> something, it could be more. <laughs> at least once a day. <laughs> but the point behind that is that is one of those things that the majority of um, pet business owners, especially in the in-home space, and even when I talk to a lot of the boarding and daycare uh, business owners, they don't use that effectively. They don't have a sales funnel that includes email marketing and a nurturing program. And that is a lever that's missed. Mm. I mean, it's probably missed 80% of the time. I don't mm. know. I don't know the stats, but mm. at least 80% mm. of the time. So um, where did you, where did you get that, um, where did you learn that yourself? Was that through your sales experience? Um, no, it wasn't through the sales experience. But it was when I went on this kind of journey of, you know, I need to learn more about marketing. And mm -hmm. so I, I signed up to a bunch of people's stuff. Do you know what, Jenny? I've been very lucky in my business journey. I've had unbelievable dog training mentors, you know, mm -hmm. who have been able to cut through all the fluff and teach me exactly what I needed to know to become the kind of trainer that I wanted to be. And I've been lucky in the pet, in the business space as well, you know, where I've, I've found people who like I got and who I understood and who I was, you know, really synced in with. And I just, yeah, so I plugged into these guys and learned everything I could from them, you know, and ponied up money, you know, and invested yeah. in. Yeah, but uh, it, you have to, you have yeah, to. absolutely, right. yeah. So so one of the guys, um, so my own uh, mentor at the time, uh, John, he was a prolific email marketer. Uh, I was in Ben Settle's group for a while. He's a prolific email marketer. You know, they just all this. Uh, yeah, these guys, they practice, you know, how often that w w one guy, Paul Mort, who doesn't live too far away from me, actually, now, and he's blowing it up in the whole um, self-help space now. He was a, the boot camp king, but he's he's doing a different thing now. Uh, Paul used to say, you know, when people say, how often should I email? Paul used to say, well, how often do you want to get paid? You know, do you want to get paid every day? Um, and so, you know, and, and a lot of my guys, most of my guys don't email every day, you know, but they'll definitely email every week, you know, and a lot mm -hmm. of them will email a couple of times a week and they'll all be 
story-based emails, a lot of personality, a lot of personal stuff in there as well. You know, one of the big barriers to email marketing is people think, well, you know, if I'm just talking about pet sitting all the time, you know, I'm going to run out of things to say. If I'm just talking about my store and Kongs or whatever, you know, or if I'm talking about dog, no, no, that's not the idea of it. The idea mm. of the email marketing is that you connect into the personal stories. It's almost like a catch up. It's almost like a conversation with somebody over the checkout, you know, or in, in a bar or something like that. It's like a short, here's what I've been up to. And then you kind of segue into a sale. And yeah, I mean, I've written, you know, millions of words of emails uh, over the years and sequences and yeah, but like what you said, is this a it's a it's a really quick win for a lot of pet business owners to you know create some kind of a lead magnet where they can then get people onto an email list and take them some sort of, through some sort of nurturing sequence, um, seven to ten emails or something like that over a couple of weeks, you know, and then a, an offer at the end. Like it's transformative, you know, yes. transformative. Yeah, and it you know that part's automated, but then just. Drip on a little something. Stay yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I've been up to this week, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people do feel like that that's so dry. And what am I going to actually say? And um, I actually, I, I follow Bobby Clink. I don't know if you've heard of no, him before. I don't, I don't know. Um, he put a book out not terribly long ago, Email Marketing That Doesn't Suck. He's <laughs> actually, a, he's a Harvard lawyer. So um, most of what he does is have all of his legal templates for every aspect of, uh, oh gosh, business ownership, digital online marketing spaces, you know, all that kind of stuff that he has available. But his book, Email Marketing Doesn't Stuck, was really, a, you know, kind of a foundational for me on that storytelling aspect, mm. which you do so effectively that you can hear your personality. Mm. So, I mean, I like totally commend you for your ability to write your emails and any of your marketing information because people can hear you. And that is that's the key to that type of marketing is you feel like, you know, you because you can like hear your voice. Yeah. 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 In, in my head. I hear your voice in my head saying this. So because mm. you're just you're that that you're that real mm. in your emails. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um it's a skill like anything else, you know, it it's a, it's, but it's yeah. a skill that you can learn, you know. I know. And it's you, it's a muscle you have. You just have to work. Exactly. It. Yeah. Really well put. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So you and me, we are going to figure out some way to, to get everybody to take advantage of email marketing. Somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, off on another tangent, which email pro uh, email marketing program do you use? Which ESP? Uh, so I use Infusionsoft at the moment, um, which is quite a big beast, really, for most pet business owners. It's probably unnecessary for something like that. Something like Active Campaign or mm -hmm. Aweber um, would be fine. You know, there are probably lots of others out there as well. HubSpot, I don't know. Mail or light. I usually tell people, you know, start with mail or light because it's something and you can do it mm. free up to their first 1,000. Uh, yeah, that's people. perfect. Yeah. I'm like, just dip your toes in, but take action. <laughs> mm, mm. Take it's action. So I'm sorry. Okay. Reversing back to Disneyfy. Well, like I said, um, you, you're on a ride when you're with me. I should name myself a Disney ride. <laughs> I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I mean, another thing on that, you know, magic feather, feather part on the end was, um, you know, you talking about, you know, when you kind of get to that point in your business where you've, you've grown it and you've created something amazing and then you can be aware of the business within the business. Um, yeah. 
you know, I see a, a lot of people, myself included, um, especially due to the pandemic. And I hate the word pivot. God, I hate the word pivot. Uh, the transformations that people had to make in their businesses uh, has kind of set off this chain of shiny object syndrome. It's like, oh, maybe I should try this. Maybe I should try this. And, um, you know, there, there's a time to really in your business look at expanding and going into something else. But that really, I feel like that should really be whenever you're very grounded in what you're already doing. Mm. And you're not missing these levers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should have everything down pat. You should have everything systemized. You know, you should uh, and automated, like what you said. You should. Yeah, you you should have a certain amount of skill, you know, at the, at the yeah. thing that you do as well. Um, I see a lot of people come into the industry very fresh. And don't get me wrong, when I, I came in fresh and I didn't know a thing and I kind of pretended like I did you know and um and until I got you know until I raised my my own skills and knowledge but yeah I think um I think for most people usually the biggest opportunities lie within the existing business you know Mm -hmm. I did a a consultant consultation deal with a guy uh when I was over in Texas it was one of my private clients and um, we talked about everything to do with the business, you know, top to bottom and identified all the opportunities. And he got a report at the end of the, uh, a couple of days later. And, and on that list were, you know, a number of other businesses that he could start, you know, and, and I'm not saying he could start them quite easily, but it wouldn't be too difficult. He's got capital. He's got, you know, everything's there, but really given everything that we looked at my 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 recommendation was you know I think we should put a pin in those because to me the biggest opportunities lie with what we're doing right now you know and uh and yeah and that's definitely the case for most pet business owners I think I think certainly from my experience anyway running my mastermind groups that a lot of people tend to come with established businesses been going a number of years and uh, it's when you really go deep on everything that they've got going on that this business within a business starts to form, you know, and uh, usually because we've seen more experience, uh, you know, examples that a lot of people have, usually we can see these things, you know, a lot quicker than anybody else can, or we can certainly see the potential for them. That's the thing, you know, it might, it might be, well, you're here now. And like, I can see this other business over here that I think you're going to enjoy a lot more, but there's mm-hmm. like three or four steps in the middle <laughs> that yeah. like, you have to take in order to make that transition happen. And one of them is getting everything sorted with the existing business. And then, you know, whatever these other steps are going to be positioning, you know, whatever you're going to do to build a tribe around selling this new thing that you've got, you know? So yeah, I hope that, I hope I explained that well enough. Yeah, no, you, you totally did. It's, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that that both of us kind of come from that same perspective of, you know, we did this and then we did have that, you know, transformation ourselves to, oh, look, here's another good thing. But we we both had gone through a lot of education mm. in that process. So, you know, you had to really learn everything, like you said, and you reached out and you reached out for help and you found mentors and you found coaches and you found the tools that you needed to be able to do it. And there's so much power in that. Um, I've always felt, I guess, being in this industry so long, you know, there are so many amazing opportunities now that I didn't have 25 years ago. I was so isolated. Mm. I don't know if you were, I don't even know how old you are, but you know, the days of dial up internet. How old? (laughs) 
45. Okay, I got to be by three years. So we're, we're, pretty, <laughs> we're pretty darn close there. So mm. while you did have a baby young, mm, yeah. sorry, rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so, so yeah, just like uh, taking that opportunity to really absorb everything around you and um, all the amazing resources and the, the free information that is out there. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I was, I guess, so presumptuous to call my membership the Pet Biz MBA, because <laughs> you can get an MBA out there if you know where to look. Um, and, and it's a practical application uh, of, you know, of business principles to your pet company. Mm. So um, and, and that's, you know, specifically the reason why I wanted to have, you know, all of these other strategists, consultants, you know, whatever particular you, uh, you know, each person calls themselves on here, just so people understood what the different opportunities are. And, you know, not to stay closed minded in like, here I am in my city doing my thing. Because I always felt like I, I had no, no breadth of, of resources. Hmm. Um, there was like a book, Pet hmm. Sitting for Profit by Patty Moran, <laughs> hmm. which is an incredible book. I have my like, 2006 signed copy over there from from Patty on the shelf, um, and and that's my second one. I lost my first one from years before that, but um, but yeah, it's it's just amazing that we have all these opportunities. And I mean, in your case, your um, you've really expanded what you're doing. Um, I don't know if any of the listeners uh, get the Pet Boarding and Daycare magazine, but uh, have you been published in there before? You were just in the one that came out last week. Yeah, it was just in that one. Yeah, yeah. And have you been in it before, or was no? That, that was the first time. That was the first time. Yeah. Okay. But, um, and that uh, was actually, a bit of, sorry. Go on, carry on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just going to say that that was all about you know creating that wow client experience. So that was that was great for the crossover audience there too. So go ahead. Yeah. No. No. I was just going to say I'm actually I'm I'm speaking at the Vegas event too. So that's uh, uh oh the, my gosh the expo. Yeah. So that's a was a bit of a an announcement. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. when when is that one? I think it's May. I think it's 8th till the 11th of May. Okay. So you're going to mm. be over here for that. That's pretty incredible. And now, um, and you've gotten into your little conferences also. So last year you had, um, you had joined in with Doug in Orlando, right? And you had one there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was, I was heading over there anyway. It's funny how these things work. And, and a big, means a big takeaway from everybody from this is like, you know, always be, always be open in relationships. You know, always be open in relationships yeah. with people because you never really know where they're going to lead. You know, and sometimes they don't lead anywhere, but <laughs> you still made a great relationship. And sometimes right. they, they pull, they come off like years down the line. You know, but uh, yeah, it was. I was heading to Orlando anyway for this Disney event, and I was speaking to Doug on a podcast similar to this. And uh, yeah, we kind of finished and I said like, hey, you know, I've been, I'm coming over anyway. You're in Orlando. Um, how about, how about, we, you know, I, I do a seminar there, you know, and that, that'd be pretty cool. And he, Doug was like, yeah, let's do this. And, um, and that was kind of how it started, you know, and I mentioned to you previously, I, I was planning on coming over here a couple of years ago and for one reason or another, it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, so that went really well. Uh, and then we went to Texas in January. I'm going to be in Annapolis and New York in uh, April. Yeah, and then uh, back over in August as well, I think, yeah. 
Oh, okay. So let's see. So your April one is in Maryland. That's kind of joining together with Tiffany Lewis, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's a force to be reckoned with. I love her. (laughs) And then wait, what was, okay. So then you're good. That's April. Then you're back in May for the PBD. Correct. In Vegas. And then you're back in August. Yeah. What's that one for? August. So August, I'm going back. I think we're in Washington. I've got one in New York and I'm going to do one in Atlanta as well. Oh, my goodness. You are making the circuit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to make things happen. We've decided to, you know, every now and again in your business, it doesn't matter where your business is at and how much experience you've you've had, you know, you you have an opportunity to kind of roll a dice a little bit. And Mm -hmm. so this is my little roll the dice, you know, and I um, I love coming over. Well, I loved coming over in October. I met some fantastic people um, in Texas as well in January, um, a number of whom have like joined the programs and stuff, you know, and it's great now getting our heads down and really helping them with a pathway to move forward closer to their goals. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I'm just um, I like speaking as well. As you know, you mentioned it before about the whole performance aspect aspect of it and uh yeah so it's it's great for me it's where i do my best stuff you know i love being up there sharing and telling stories and just helping people to have breakthroughs really you know and there's lots of q a there's lots of interaction um there's lots of humor you know and uh yes. yeah there's lots of you know ideas people to go away and implement them we've had people come who were you know, like just starting out in business and we've had people come who have like, you know, franchises and, you know, 20 units and stuff. And it's, we're getting testimonials saying, Hey, we learned so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I mean, business principles are business principles. And marketing yeah. is marketing. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it will apply to everybody's business. There is always something new to learn. Never be yeah. the smartest person in the room. No, no. You are missing something there, definitely. So, yeah, so you've got a lot of stuff going on. I didn't realize you were going to be popping over here. So what does Beth think about all your traveling? <laughs> is that, is that your key to making a good marriage? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. We'll know at the end of this year, won't we? Um, oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's great. We, um, Beth's, Beth's quite a home bird, you know, um, so she, 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 she likes being at home. I'm, desperate to drag her away with me um, yeah. at some point but uh no it works it's working really well you know it's working really well yeah that's amazing so she's not coming with you at all this year yeah we well i'm tw- trying to twist her arm i'm trying to get okay. her over um, later in the year yeah but um we'll, we'll sort something out you can help me. there we go there we go maybe uh um, orlando in the fall right <laughs> so that would be fabulous i would love to meet her <laughs> yeah that would be really swell yeah she yeah. likes orlando too Oh my gosh, this is pretty incredible. So how, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you directly if they want to see what you have going on? Yeah, so you can go to uh, petbusinessmarketing.com is the main website. Uh, You can go to petbusinessmarketing.com forward slash magic book to get a copy of how to Disneyfy your pet business. Um, that's probably the best way to do that. Um, we have some free stuff on there as well. You know, there's some free resources, free audio books, different things. Best way people just, you know, listen to the podcast, I guess, as well. I mean, you're going to be on there soon. The Poodle to Pitbull Pet Business Podcast. Um, yeah, once you once you step into Dom's world, you're going to pretty quickly 
uh, understand whether you, you like being in there or not. <laughs> and, uh, and if you like it, you can stick around. And if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> and that's, that's totally fine. I'm not for everyone. But uh, yeah, the people who I connect with, I, you know, I, uh, I have a lot of time for. So yeah, and I'm enjoying, you know, this has been really swell coming on here and talking to you. I really super appreciate the opportunity. And, and yeah, amazing that we, this is the first time we've actually spoke, spoke, isn't it? I mean, we've sent a few messages, but um, yeah, it's been swell. Yeah, swell. I love that word, swell. <laughs> it's been swell. So yeah, I'll definitely drop all that information down in the show notes so people can connect with you more easily. And then just a little bit more about what you have going on. You said you have uh, mastermind programs. What What is the like more escalated way that people can work directly with you? You said privates. Tell us yeah, in on so- all of what that looks like. Yeah, so we have, um, I have a, like an inner circle, a pet business in a circle. And that's like my, my membership, you know, the basic kind of level of my membership. The guys get a, a 12 page newsletter once a month. They get access to a ton of resources because I am prolific. I'm more prolific than yeah. good. Um, you but are like prolific. seriously prolific with words. Um, yeah, so we got that. And then we have a, a diamond coaching program for, uh, you know, more advanced business owners, more established who are looking for, you know, specific help with doing all the kind of things that I've done in my business, really, you know? And, uh, yeah, and then we have the mastermind level above that as well. Um, yeah, so I would highly recommend people, if you're interested, you want to know more, go to petbusinessmarketing.com, take a tentative step into my world. Uh, you can get access to, you can email Beth that way too, but tell me a bit about a project you want to work on, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. You know, I don't, um, I would rather people came in, um, knowing everything, you know, <laughs> I'd rather they came in uh, and yeah, and found out more about what I do uh, because I don't work with everyone. You know, I only work right. with people who I kind of really resonate with and and whose project excites me. So um, yeah, come and find out uh, what I'm all about. If you like it, stick around, and uh, awesome. who knows, we might be working together one day. Dip your toe in, get on his email list, so, so what you so you know what it is like to do relationship marketing, right? Mm, because absolutely. That, yeah. that is really what it is. So yeah, we'll, we'll figure out some way to team up here soon on getting people on the uh, marketing and uh, email marketing. Absolutely. You know, That'd be super cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm well up for that. <laughs> we should do that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being with me here today. I appreciate this. You know, this, I envisioned February to be such an opportunity for all of these coaches to be represented and coming in with what their specialties are. I don't know if you listen to any of the others, but mm-hmm. each person just has has such an uh, such a gift that by jumping into this coaching and consulting space, it's it's such a sharing. It's a it's a mutual sharing of yourself with the people that you work with and vice versa. And I know from my own experience it touches me so much whenever somebody has an aha moment or is able to take something from from what I have said over, just like you, a hell of a lot of education and mentors and coaching and programs and and our own self-education that we can, can bring that to the community. So thank you for being in that space. I am so glad to finally get the opportunity to talk to you. And uh, yeah, this is not gonna be the last time I can say that. Fabulous, <laughs> I look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Dom. No problem. Speak soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. 
You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move? <laughs>